everybody. Welcome back to Rogue Opinions. My name is Nathan. I'm Scott. And I'm Jimmy. Uh, it's nice to have been to have been gone for a little while to get a little R&R, but at least I'm back to the podcast that everyone loves and doesn't have to beg John Cena for a follow on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> anyway, hi. Oh. Oh. We're coming in hot. <laughs> We're coming oh, in hot. I've, been, I've been on vacation for a couple of days, man. You know, it's, you know, I'm, I got thrown across the room in a, at a wrestling show the other day dude i'm i'm fucking ready to go here hey, wait, wait, wait. you got thrown across the room at a wrestling show yeah um it, funny thing is that when you do commentary on shows uh, the people working on those shows listen back to them and when you call a certain person an asshole for like seven straight shows they get kind of mad when they have to be on guest commentary um who yeah, was i it? might uh, his name is john tella the mayor of scumbag city that is not my nickname for him that is a nickname he came with up on his own um and uh yeah uh he didn't like it held me up held my slender frame up against the wall and threw me clear across the knights of columbus hall in richfield park new jersey um my hip still hurts because i'm a huge throbbing pussy about pain which is why i talk for a living instead of you know do any actual physical work i was in a wrestling ring all of two times and broke my ribs so you know it it works out so you mean to tell us that wrestlers actually watch wrestling yeah i i mean because we know that they vanity search on twitter we know that to be true we definitely do but they also go back and watch the tape of their matches just to like i guess get better at what they do and i you know, John Tella is never going to listen to this, and I'd hate to dive into my character from Pro Wrestling Magic, but John Tella, you're an asshole, and I will be staying a very safe distance from you from now on because you scare me, and you are tall, very powerful. He does sound like <laughs> an asshole. No, I'm much further away, and there's an ocean between us. But man, you sound like an asshole, John Tella. I don't like you. He actually gets uh, the John. You know, like when people come out, uh, when John Cena comes out at wrestling shows. And it's like, John Cena sucks. He actually gets, John Tella sucks. John Tella sucks. It's great. It's fucking fantastic. Sounds like John Tenta. But John Tenta was probably better. Yeah, John Tenta's probably way better. Yeah. I mean, as a person. I mean, I, I don't even know about the work rate, but probably as a person. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he wouldn't throw you across a room. I think me and John Tella would get on just fine. Stupid John Tella. Scott, do you want to chat shit about John Tella? No, thank you. Like... <laughs> I mean, if you are the mayor of Scumbag City, I mean, to get elected by other scumbags to be the mayor of Scumbag City, like, Did that's like if Donald... officially get elected? Was there an election? Or is he actually... just claiming this post? No, it's actually pretty funny. Like, you know how some people get the key to the city or whatever? We do this um, Money in the Bank style match called Keys to the Kingdom, and the winner gets an actual giant key to cash in. So, like, it's like he's got the key to the city of Scumbag City. City. And I may or may not have used that on commentary. I mean, legend has it that Scumbag City is the headquarters for the big time in Fox Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we, are we putting John Teller into the big time in Fox Hall of Fame? No, I just, I, no, I just thought I'd throw that in there. No, I mean, now, now I'd like to build the city out. If we could city plan Scumbag City, I would definitely throw the big time in Fox Hall of Fame like square in the center. Uh, next to like the uh, the gladiator zone or like, you know, a uh, I don't know, fucking Ralph's or something. <laughs> and a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. there's the world's biggest Starbucks in Scumbag City, for sure. A, a, a prestigious Hall of Fame that features, if you listen to the latest Naked Men podcast, Nathan's newest best friend, apparently, John Cena. No, that, 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 Scott, 
we you and you'll hear this later in the week, but we called you out on this because oh, yeah. Ben Ben became aware of what you said about us apparently brown nosing John Cena. I made it very clear that I'd never seen a movie of his, <laughs> but I did say his jorts are very cool. Wait, so. you haven't at least seen Blockers? Because that nah. movie's fucking funny. He's fucking hilarious in that movie. No, I've never. I, re, I didn't realize until we were literally on the podcast when Ben started listing off his films that I've never seen any of his films. You've not seen Daddy's film? Like any of them? No. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the. Welcome to- <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to add, guys. <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome to super localized John Cena chat. Yeah. John Don't Cena, who is going to be in Suicide Squad. I can segue this, guys. Don't worry, I've got this. Um, I don't know where Suicide Squad comes out, but it has all the credentials to be a real summer blockbuster. Oh. oh. Especially with that cast. Especially with that cast. But that's what, that's what we're doing today. We've decided that, that summer blockbusters don't require a lot of thought. They just require a lot of money and some big names. And uh, we don't have a lot of money all big names but we can create our own summer blockbusters so that that's what we've done this time and we've got various questions to go along with it to kind of help build them and at the end we'll decide which one deserves the probably outrageous amount of money it would take to get it made but before we jump into it guys what would you consider to be a summer blockbuster because i kind of just consider it to be well this year hobbs and shaw Definitely. That's a oh, summer blockbuster. Yeah. It's kind of, they tend to be, in my opinion, kind of generally action films that are incredibly stunt or CGI heavy and mm-hmm. just cost a stupid amount of money. I mean, if it's got the rock in it, it automatically becomes a summer blockbuster, I think. He, he seems to be in all of them. Like, there's at least two or three summer blockbusters every year that he manages to get in. Talk about a guy that found his niche. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's. Well, when you're when you look up the term brick shithouse, there is a picture of the rock because he's literally turned himself into the side of Mount Everest. Like he is just a towering inferno of muscle and it's disgusting. Have you seen the picture of him? It's it's very cute. It's a picture of him with his little daughter sat at like the kind of kiddies plastic. uh, How do you say it? Like table and chairs thing. And he just it just looks hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like he's all like gigantic. Oh yeah, and then she's obviously absolutely tiny, the little pebble. But um, <laughs> and then he's just like sipping from this kid's mug of tea, like pretend tea, and it just look. It looks like the picture you've ever seen the holding a normal beer. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And it, it's just it's amazing. Like it's very cute. It's a very beautiful picture. So I'm not mocking the sentiment. It just looks funny because of how giant he is. But uh, it's like he can hold his daughter in the palm of his hand, kind of thing. Oh yeah, but he's he's in a lot of summer blockbusters because that's his niche is just nonsense action movies. But Scott, what would you kind of kind of consider for you? What's a summer blockbuster? I think, like you said, like if I said already, like having the rock in it, like automatically, like something like Fast and Furious, something that you don't really need to put a lot of thought into, like. And trying to make sense of the plot, you just sit there, you go and just enjoy the film and for how ludicrous it is, like that, or like whenever there's a new superhero out, superhero movie, because they, they, they release at least a couple during the summer because they know they'll make a lot of money. Exactly. And Jimmy, what like, about you? Look at anything Michael Bay does. Like <laughs> anything Michael Bay has done post the first Bad Boys movie. 
like is just it's all CG and explosions and fucking like well if if we had to go this year that remake of the Lion King was unnecessarily expensive and like had no soul to it but you went and saw it for nostalgia purposes oh that shot for shot remake of the Lion King with fake animals well like the thing was too is that like they didn't let the faces emote and apparently all the backgrounds are actual still images on like a on like a 4K still camera that they just animated around. Oh yeah, I heard that. Well, it might have been you that told me that actually. But yeah, that was that is weird. Yeah, I'm sure I tend to repeat myself a whole bunch. So if you guys are listening like to this stuff for the first time, get ready when you go back to the archives. I make a lot of the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy has two jokes and he just alternates them depending on the podcast let's not let's not be so generous now i'm i'm at a solid 1.5 on on a good day Uh, well let's see what jokes we came up with today because i'm sure these are not going to be the best ideas um so i think before we get to the name let's get to the log line let's get to that quick elevator pitch summary what is your film scott we'll start with you i'll be sorry i feel feel on the spot now Oh, put on, hold on, hold on. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, if I may stand on my soapbox, he is not on the spot. He is so (laughs) into this fucking, this idea for like two weeks. You are not on the spot, sir. You are just trying to fool our pleasant audience here. He also knows he's the king of creating things at the moment. So he's worried about that crown. Fucking joke sniper shit is getting to his head. Yeah, that does include uh, last week me drunkenly messaging Jimmy while I was out talking about how pro I was of this idea. Yeah. <laughs> you have been talking about this idea for a while. I didn't expect to read the log line first. I thought that would be the idea for the title. The log first. line is new. Is the title? Yeah, that the log line is new. I just t- thought it'd be funny before the title. Because the title itself tells you pretty much almost everything you need to know. Wow. Well, let's hit. Let's get the log line. Let's go. Come on, Scott. You've had like five hours to come up with one. All right. Here's my log line. Ryan Reynolds jumps between dimensions and characters that he's played before, guided by Nicolas Cage and Deadpool, in order to save his career from the evil Wesley Snipes. Evil Wesley Snipes? You're bringing Blade into this. Yeah, I know my uh, audience. I'm already there. I'm uh, a bro. A founding uh, member. The founding members of the Ryan Reynolds Appreciation Society. I mean, I know my audience. This is the exact reason. This is the the exact reason I have not used Ryan Reynolds is because I presumed both of you would. (laughs) But but Jimmy, let's let's hear the look line. Let's hear your look line. Uh, well, uh, my tagline for the movie is just something you'd see right at the bottom of a poster. A river of blood cuts through this canyon. There you go. That's all that's all you need to know. Because my movie my movie is it's pretty intense. Well, the log line for my movie which I I I will I wrote this a couple of weeks ago whilst pretty drunk and I've not read it since. A lot of it, there are guys, there's a lot of typos in this and I'm just gonna read it how I wrote it. <laughs> Please do. Please a do. Wed- so my log line: A wedding minister must thwart a catastrophic event by getting in touch with her spiritual side. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he repeat that. 
A wedding minister must thwart a catastrophic event by getting in touch with her spiritual side. If you're religious, don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) No, no, no. Please listen to this podcast if you are religious. Maybe get some perspective. Yeah, and then tweet at Ben underscore Ebert, (laughs) E-B-E-R-T, how angry you are. (laughs) So, hold on. So you slag off poor Scott McCloud over here, and he has not gone up your ass three quarters of the way till Sunday. Uh, for every time you've told people to tat like to tag him in tweets where they just abuse him for things we say on podcasts that he's not even on. To be fair, Jimmy, I've also done it to you. You just don't listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I have so many other podcasts to listen to. But, okay, so with that being said, Scott, what is the name? Or do you want to do synopsis or name first? I was going to say pretty much my synopsis is very similar to my log line. I'll go with the title first. Let's get. Let's hear the title. What is the title of your movie? I mean, you've heard of Into the Spider Verse, right? Oh God, yes. I present to you, gentlemen, Into the Reynolds Verse. <laughs> <laughs> is it also animated? No, it's live action. Ah, oh, yes. Thank God. Because, <laughs> like, see that lack of how little thought went to that title. That's the little, how little thought you need going into a true summer blockbuster. <laughs> That is true. Jimmy, what's the name of your movie? The name of my film is Battle Canyon. Ooh. Ooh. That is very summer blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going lowest common denominator here. Uh, This this might be the best joke I've ever made. But it also might only be funny to me. But with what I just said about it being named a wedding minister getting in touch... With her spiritual side, I've named my... This is so fucking dumb. I've named my movie By the Power Vested in Chi. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best... (laughs) I'm so proud of that. (laughs) I'm not fucking around. I literally fell off my bed while we were recording because I laughed so fucking hard. One more time for the for the cheap seats, please. What is the name of your fucking movie? So stupid. <laughs> By the power vested in chi. That was the wrong moment to take a drink. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> current reigning, defending, undisputed king of the title, Nathan Greenaway. Ladies and gentlemen, because. If you haven't heard Create a Band, you need to go back and listen to that and then come back and listen to the thing he just named his fucking movie. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> well, let, let's get to... Well, yeah. up, give, us, give us... Scott, what's the budget of this movie and then who are the blockbuster stars and who are they playing? Well, this is a big budget. We're going to have a lot of Ryan Reynolds former characters and we're going to have him interacting with himself a lot, so... For the effects and CGI required for this movie, we're going to need uh, a fair few money. So it's, it's going to be within the range of 100 to $150 million for this budget. And to give like a bit more background, obviously, when you see the trailer, it'll be one of those things like starring Ryan Reynolds. And they would show another Ryan Reynolds character and say, and Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds, featuring. <laughs> and then it's also says, and introducing Deadpool. Because Ryan Reynolds is almost in a buddy cop movie with himself because he, he teams up with himself as Deadpool. 
but this version is always in the Deadpool suit and acts like Deadpool, so every now and then just takes shots at Ryan Reynolds for his various career choices. Because <laughs> the main plot... Of this, That's really funny, I think. <laughs> the, main, the, the idea of this film is Ryan Reynolds is slowly re- re- forgetting films that he's done over the years and realises that he uh, realises that someone is out to try and destroy his career by slowly but surely travelling through time and trying to kill like all his former characters. It's basically, the best way to describe this is Into the Spider-Verse crossed with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh god, that sounds so good. Uh, if it it's Scott Pilgrim great. versus the world, but everyone's played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, it features his wife, Blake Lively, as herself. Uh, uh, and also the person that helps guide Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool through each time each through the different dimensions to save his career is a portal goblin played by Nicolas Cage. Dude, you've already made the sale. You can stop pitching from here on out. You've already made the sale. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a stun, guys. Thank you very much for listening. And, uh... <laughs> Oh, who? So it's just Ryan Reynolds. There's no one else in this. Well, movie. no, there's other people in this movie. I'm not even done. Ryan uh, Reynolds and Nick Cage so far. So you've got the villain played by Wesley Snipes, <laughs> who, who buries some oh, long resentment. Who buries some long resentment from Ryan Reynolds due to something that happened up during the set on set of Blade Trinity. But because it's Wesley Snipes, it's something so trivial that Ryan Reynolds himself has even forgot why. He, Wesley Snipes is angry at him. Have you heard some of the actual stories from the set of Blade Trinity? I know he had he had to CGI his eyes open because yeah, he wouldn't open he his eyes. Wouldn't open his eyes. And Ryan Reynolds just said that basically they had to change loads of scenes because Wesley refused to come out of his trailer for like an entire day just because he was so angry with the film. Like there's a there's a scene in this film where The Rock shows up because he can't have a summer blockbuster. Uh, without the rock, but he shows up as Hobbs from Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> he's, he's in it for all of five minutes, but it does cost. But it's also one of the reasons why this film needs such a high budget. And uh, anyway, the, the the two henchmen, the two main like side villains that work with Wesley Snipes in his quest to destroy Ryan Reynolds. And this is another reason why uh, we need so much money for this film because the CGI budget is going to be high for this. As his henchmen are played by the two worst memories of Ryan Reynolds' career. They're played, his two henchmen are Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool in X Men Origins and Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That sounds so good. I'm still just vividly remembering uh, spoilers if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, but where Deadpool shows up and blows Ryan Reynolds' brains out for like reading the script to uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> And he's just like, oh, this is such a great idea. Bang! And fucking blows his brains out. Oh, sorry, I, just, I forgot one cameo. Hugh Jackman shows up as himself. Uh, where Ryan Reynolds tries to give him help him fight uh, Wesley Snipes and his two evil Ryan Reynolds. And he shows up at, at Hugh Jackman's door. And Hugh Jackman basically tells him to fuck off and shuts the door in his face. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so good. <laughs> You weren't, you were not underselling how good this was. Like, <laughs> so is that kind of budget? Who's in your film, and then the synopsis? Yeah, that's all that role that they wanted to be. All right, let's go with that, Jimmy. Who's, who are the big stars in your film? What's the synopsis? And what's first off though? What's the budget? 
the budget for this movie is $350 million. And let me tell you why. Because I'm going full Avengers Endgame. I'm talking blue screens as far as the eye can see. We are doing this 110% fucking like all CGI. Because as it is stated, Battle Canyon takes place almost entirely in the Grand Canyon. Because a group... (laughs) Of recently arrested, te- a group of recently uh, arrested teenagers and their arresting officers get uh, wake up on the set of the world's most dangerous game show, Battle Canyon, where they are, where normal people are put up against gladiators and criminals to earn prize money, their debts forgiven, and you know, general just things for you know survival. Um, so they fight within the Grand Canyon that is surrounded by drones with uh, cameras. On them, it's. I'm not taking this at all from that Stone Cold Steve Austin movie. <laughs> at all, I'm not doing that because Stone Cold Steve Austin is not in this movie. Um, the the people who star in this movie are, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio as Lieutenant Sal Savage, and his partner is <laughs> Stephen Amell playing Detective John Decker. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays a woman named Julie, and. Bob Mor- Bob Morley from uh, a CW television show called The Hundred plays Danny just because I like him and I think he's good in things and I think I would like to see him in a movie. Um, and then Vin Diesel is the bad guy known only as the Judge. Think of Inspector Gadget. Remember Claw, the Claw, the bad guy from mm-hmm. Inspector Gadget. That, but Vin Diesel. <laughs> the the cameos that I have lined up are threefold. You have. Guy Fieri and Gary Busey, who both die um, stupidly because they run up to the gladiators and criminals as they are getting pounced on, like the man from Tiananmen Square, and just sort of hold their hands up and try to stop and reason with them. And then they get mowed down and torn to pieces. And the only other cameo I have listed is Peyton Manning, who ends up uh, saving the group because he's just so fucking cool. He's just so cool. Um, he, but he's all like disheveled and old because they, they end up running into a secret cave off the side of the canyon. But that's a little later in the movie, and I don't want to give the ending away yet. Good stuff. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with this 20 minutes ago, by the way, guys. Guys, as I've already mentioned before, I wrote this whilst I was quite drunk, um, and I've not edited it. So can I just please read exactly what I wrote? Please do. <clears throat> Uh, $350 million is what the budget for by the power vested in Chi. <laughs> Such a fucking stupid title. <laughs> it's the uh, stupidest fucking title I've ever heard, but it makes yeah. me laugh. What is wrong with me? So I wrote, Mark Do The Thing, who was played by Will Smith, is a scientist who works out that aliens have entered the Milky Way and have found a way to control all animal life on Earth, except people with perfectly balanced chakra. Uh, Michelle, played by Rosa Salazar, a close friend and wedding minister, has her faith in the Lord tested and must learn to balance her chakra through the teachings of her best friend. And this is, this is where I'm disappointed in myself. Eliza, best friend, played by Rihanna, who is well into that crystal stuff. As aliens begin to attack and head to Earth, Kluver, played by Charlie Cox, who's Daredevil in the Netflix series, learns of the weakness and sets out to stop Michelle, apparently her name's Michelle Buttercup, who... <laughs> I thought you you're questioning the names of people in your own film. Yeah, because I don't know where I've got... I've got Mark Do The Thing, Eliza, um, Eliza Best Friend and Michelle Buttercup. 
who has who has headed to the best retreat for spiritual guidance in the world, which is of course California. There she will meet with Gwyneth Paltrow, play who is just playing Gwyneth Paltrow because you know she's well into that goop shit. That's the product placement for the movie. That's what I wrote. That wasn't me making that up. Um, and Gwyneth Paltrow teaches her to control her chakra and also to become vegan. Um, the aliens control all the really big animals now and also make small animals really big and begin trashing the place. The world is now overrun. Uh, the cameos in my movie are Jay-Z and Beyonce, who are getting married at the start of the movie. And also the Dalai Lama shows up at one point. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> so I have no idea where those cameos fit in this movie at all. Because she's a wedding minister. Oh, yeah. Oh, silly me. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I love how, like, the more this goes on, it's swaying into you obviously watched The Devil Wears Prada recently and are just making it a big budget, like, fucking romp. <laughs> Jesus, is that what The Devil Wears Prada is about? I don't know. It's a, it's some chick movie, and I'm assuming somebody gets married and Beyonce gets mentioned and whatever. Scott, what does the poster of your movie look like? Oh, this is very much an Avengers Endgame style poster, but just filled with various versions <laughs> oh, of Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. <laughs> but like angry, but at the very top of the poster is just very scowly, uh, Wesley Snipes, and just off to the side is Nicolas Cage, just being Nicolas Cage. But, uh, there's two scenes, there's two wee small bits of my film I forgot to mention. Like, honestly, like I said, it's almost a body cop style film with Ryan Reynolds and himself as Deadpool. But there's like a scene where Ryan Reynolds is saving, let's say, himself and RIPD. But then you've got Deadpool just saying, like, Are you sure you want to save this one? And just like, question, and just talking shit about RIPD. And then there's a bit where they save. Uh, Ryan Reynolds like back when he was Van Wilder and you've got Cal Penn there sitting next to him looking so confused and then Deadpool just walks up to Cal Penn, slaps him in the face and says, and says don't fucking touch Apu <laughs> oh, oh man that's an intense poster <laughs> oh, no that's not on the poster those last two bits were just scenes I forgot to mention <laughs> oh, Jimmy what does your poster look like uh, shit, mine's so serious in comparison. Uh, mine is a wide shot of the Grand Canyon surrounded by the camera drones, screaming fans, and then down in the canyon are just, like, two large hordes of people running at each other, uh, like, in mid-battle, but now I just wish it was just all Ryan Reynolds's <laughs> everywhere. Well, mine is, uh, it's a, it's set at a wedding reception, but everything is on fire. Um, <laughs> Rihanna is stuffing a microphone down the mouth of a snake. Will Smith <laughs> is firing a grenade launcher at one of the aliens. Uh, Rosa uh, is wearing a outfit, holding a sharpened Jesus cross. But in the other hand, she's got a book on getting in touch with her spiritual side. And she's staring at the camera intensely. Also, there's a bride in the background who's dead because a rhino is stepping on that. <laughs> Just, just as an aside, what would the title of the book be that she has in her hands? Uh, Chakra for Dummies. That's cool. I was thinking more along the lines of what to expect when you're expecting to fall in love with God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just always wanted to make a what, you're, what to expect when you're expecting joke. Like, for, for a minute there, you, you said she's dead because of Rhino. I thought you said she's dead because of Rhino. As in the wrestler, Rhino just like <laughs> Rhino showed up and just gored yeah. a random right. 
Well, now it can is. we just put a <laughs> can we just put a little clip of of uh fucking what's his face the commentator from ECW just going gore gore just like a braid walking the nail all classical and it sounds like Grain just runs the nail out of his core. <laughs> oh god! So uh, have we? Are we doing? I oh, know what's the pop song, Scott? What's the song that goes along with your film? It doesn't have to be a pop song, but what's the song for your film? I'm gonna say, and then I go. That both of you said you, Nathan, you wrote yours when you were drunk, and Jimmy came up with his like 20 minutes ago, like. Mine's, when I read it out loud, sounds like I was on acid or something when I wrote this. <laughs> I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, I was fully sober when I wrote this. <laughs> uh, let's put this in perspective. You live in Glasgow, so sober t- oh. to people is... Hey, don't you not <laughs> <laughs> May I remind you, New Jersey, okay? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. How's that white claw shortage? It's it's real bad. My fiance had to buy like this like off brand called Truly, and it was truly disgusting. <laughs> Why don't you guys just not drink shit? I don't know, man. Like, listen, I prefer. I and now for the ladies out there, all one or two of you who listen to this, I'm going to preface this by saying I have already cleared this joke with my fiance, so it is funny and cool to say around other people. I like my women like I like my beer, cheap and domestic. So, like, it gets the job done. It gets the job done, and it's cheap. But then you have this white club bullshit, which I saw a surprisingly uh, a surprising amount of like male wrestlers drinking white claw at the show on Saturday. And may I just say, for shame! It's a meme, oh, though, isn't it? They're doing it for the meme. I guess, yeah, I guess. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what white claw is. It's alcohol with uh, with seltzer and uh, like a fruit like flavoring. So you get like a passion fruit one, but it's all seltzery. And there's like that like weird Smirnoff ice malt liquor thing that no one ever has discovered what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't sound appealing, right? Not really, no. No, yeah, it doesn't. Sounds awful. <laughs> it's pretty awful. I had the off brand, and it's pretty disgusting. Oh, but. Scott, what's the song? What's the song that's going along with your movie? Did we did we get that? Or have I just forgotten? Oh, no, we, we didn't get oh, that. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you now. <laughs> um, so this is the song that will be featured in all the trailers, and most importantly, will be featured in the climatic end, but epic battle scene. And the song I'm choosing is is Africa by Toto. Excellent. Oh, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. Jimmy, what's yours? Um, mine is the one and only pop song that can take place during this movie, and it is The Final Countdown by, I believe, <laughs> Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays not once, not twice, but at least six or seven times during this, because every time you cut, because like, there will be many cuts to people watching this show in bars and in restaurants and, of course, daycare facilities, um, <laughs> because it's that popular. And every time it cuts back from a commercial or something, it's just... Yep, it's the final countdown. Uh, well, I I didn't use a song that exists. Um, oh, I went <laughs> I went with Rihanna uh, featuring Sting. Uh, that's Sting from the Police, not Sting the Wrestler. Uh, Can it be? And, and again, keeping up with the trend of just fucking stupid names. I've gone with Chi the People. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Don't ask me to sing it, but it doesn't exist. 
but that's my song. Now, before we get to the ending, Scott, how does it do at the box office? And is there, a, or do we want to do the ending first? Okay, are we, are we even are we doing directors here? Oh, of course, of, of course. I do apologise, uh, Gunnar Scott. Who's your director? See, I, I thought long and hard about this. I thought, who can really take a batshit crazy idea like this and make it the most fun film of the summer? So naturally, I chose uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller as the directors. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That's a great you know, choice. The, you know, the guys who should have made a Flash movie and then somehow are not doing that. Well, they also should have made like uh, a ton of other movies that like they got kicked off of because mm-hmm. they get they get constantly rewritten and stuff. Pretty much. That's just their career, though. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got sad. Jimmy, who's your director? <laughs> well, I've gone down a similar route, and it's, uh, of course, the Russo brothers. They're the only directors who can take on, uh, like, a Battle Canyon-sized job like Battle Canyon. Um, they're, they're the only people who could be handed $350 million and, like, six football fields worth of blue screen and make something, like, that's magical. And, yeah, they're the only two guys who can who can possibly do it. I hope so, anyway. Um, I've gone for Clint Eastwood. Ooh, interesting. And I don't feel like I need to justify that. No, no. Because really? this, just like his character in Gran Torino, is right in your face. Gran Torino. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> what a legend. What I remember, an icon. I remember being in a, a bar in Glasgow one night. Finally, and just, uh, it was almost like almost midnight, and on one of the televisions, Gran Torino was on. But, like There was no sound. <laughs> And the music was very loud, so like, what's the point in having this on if no one's watching it? Yeah, that's a weird experience. <laughs> oh, so we just got okay. directors, so let's go with how does the film end? I'm expecting something amazing from you, Scott. What happens? <laughs> what is the final act of your movie? So the final act is Nicolas Cage has almost killed himself because he's used off all his energy to transport Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool into this weird dimension that Reynolds Re- Re- is hidden himself away from everyone from and it's almost drained him, he's almost dead, he's just lying life, almost lifeless on the floor while Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool charge at Wesley Snipes shit, shit Deadpool and Green Lantern as as I said and just imagine the visual them running towards each other as we hear, gonna take a lot to drag me away from you <laughs> and this is this big epic like fight scene like, it's a bit of a struggle because obviously it's three on two. And there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds is almost going to be killed by Green Lantern Reynolds. And as he's doing it, Green Lantern's taunting him by reciting the Green Lantern oath. But then Ryan Reynolds finds one of Deadpool's swords and just cuts him off before the Green Lantern can do the whole Green Lantern's light. Uh, Ryan Reynolds manages to stab him through the chest and just say, Green Lantern sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get tease like Douglas Cage kind of tease Ryan Reynolds through the whole film with the one thing that can truly defeat Wesley Snipes but we never actually knew what he said once Ryan Reynolds truly deserved earned it he truly felt the new per- the tr- when he started up that again fucking hell I'm too excited I'm still learning my words <laughs> when, when he Have truly learned guy. when he truly learned what acting was he would earn it and it seems like Wesley Snipes is going to kill Ryan Reynolds. He's beat the shit out of him. I mean, Deadpool's still there, but he's still alive. But he's been cut up into so many pieces. He's taken a while to regenerate, but he's, you just see Deadpool's head and he's just yelling out encouragement to Ryan Reynolds. And this is a, and finally, Ryan Reynolds is 
he realizes his whole career flashes before his eyes and he learns the true meaning of acting and he finds the weapon, the one weapon that can defeat uh, Wesley Snipes. He holds out a tax return and just yells, the power of the IRS compels you. As Wesley Snipes, <laughs> Avengers style, starts to fade away into dust. So there's a strong message at the end of your movie that the ultimate thing is pay your taxes. The one thing that can stop Wesley Snipes. And then just yes. as he's fading away, he has insults Andrew saying, Marshall Ali is going to be a better blade than you. Oh, don't you start that fight with me, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great because I've, I've recorded two podcasts today and I've got to talk about blade in both of them. I feel like it's like part of like your gimmick at this point where you're just going to keep, you just got to keep until that movie comes out in like three years. Like oh, it's no, just going to be, it's not, a, it's not a gimmick. If you ever talk to Ben, he'll tell you that I love Blade. I talk about Blade at every opportunity. I think I've got the Blade films on DVD. I got them ages ago, and I've still not watched them. Should probably watch them. Probably will at some point. But Jimmy, more importantly, how does your movie end? Well, the uh, after a long, like just very strenuous battle on this group of teenagers and the two police officers that are there trying to protect them. A lot of people die, especially Guy Fieri and Gary Busey, which, if you weren't listening earlier, they both die. Um, <laughs> and also, hello, it's weird that you joined halfway through. <laughs> if, you're just, if you're just joining us here on the podcast, weird that you, like, fast-forwarded to, like, an hour in and just decided to catch the ending, you know, like... <laughs> but, hey, welcome. Thanks for your patronage. We, we appreciate you. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Yeah, rate, review, and subscribe, guys. Jam that like button. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so after after having battled criminals and gladiators and animals, because you guess very vicious animals do show up, and in the uh, the river that gets more and more bloody through the um, through the movie, uh, there are sharks with freaking lasers attached to their freaking heads because why wouldn't there be? They get through all of that and they're trying to escape. Peyton Manning has come in and he's telling them like, God, and, and he's like all disheveled, has a big beard, um, but he's still super cool. Um, and they're just trying to get out and they get to this one door and this door at the side of the canyon opens and there's Vin Diesel, the judge, standing in front of them. And they have to battle through the judge and the dogs he brought with them. That if, you know, if you've watched The Simpsons at all, you'll know this. It's dogs and dogs with bees in their mouths. So when they bark, they shoot bees at you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, for another cameo, Paul Hollywood is there too. Because I, I love him and I want him in a movie. Um, uh, yeah, so they, they get through all of that and they have to face down the judge. They're beating the dogs down, like, I mean, just brutally beating these dogs in. The judge takes on Leonardo DiCaprio, and the judge ends up stabbing Stephen Amell through the chest and kills Bob Morley. And then, like, it's just Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Leonardo DiCaprio left. They take the judge out. They escape into the door with Peyton Manning. And as they run through the hallway, they see at the door Robert Downey Jr. standing there known only as the boss, and they get gassed again. And when they wake up, they're in an underground battle lair surrounded by robots and chainsaws, and the movie f smash cuts to black. Shit. That's intense, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, on to, on to my movie. So 
my the fin- the finale of my movie is set in Houston, Texas, <laughs> and Michelle, now not only with her chi mastered, has also become fully vegan and can control <laughs> almost everything. Mark and Eliza guide her to where she needs to be at the center of Houston. And I just wrote in black in brackets. I've never been to Houston, so don't ask me where that is. Close brackets. Um, Kluver, which is the name of the alien played by Charlie Cox, is now riding a really, <laughs> a really rad giant scorpion. I don't know if I've ever said the word rad before, but that's what I wrote. Um, and and has had his control lessened by Michelle's inner peace. And only his, his most powerful creatures are left. A huge falcon named Chad, a giant <laughs> scorpion which he's riding, called Police. And I reckon that's a Sting reference, because Sting mm-hmm. was the lead singer of Police. I don't know. I don't know what I was going for then. And an angry fox called Big Fox. Uh, <laughs> Buttercup lights up some four. <laughs> Buttercup lights up some four twenty and makes a ring of healing crystals. A huge. <laughs> a huge <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. This is the weirdest experience for me. <laughs> a huge fight breaks out. It's amazing. She uses the crystals as projectiles and ends up fighting everything off. Eliza and Mark hide because they're weak. Their chakra is not balanced. Um, the conclusion comes when Giant Fox starts running towards uh, Buttercup. And as she's about to throw the crystal, the fox suddenly stops and begins to question his life choices. And that's because he's overcome by the sense of inner peace. So is everyone. And the <laughs> fight ends. Uh, and then it just goes to credits. And there's a post-credit scene where Rihanna's character, Eliza, befriends the Falcon and takes up falconry. A good talent for everyone to have. Uh, and Chad is now happy. Will Smith's character becomes the head of the alien task force called Alien Task Force. <laughs> And Michelle returns to conducting weddings. And the final scene is our final cameo. And I obviously wrote this quite a while ago because I wrote Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth get married. But <laughs> they broke up. So I need a new cameo. Can we get a new cameo quickly? Um, Who have we got? Charlotte um, Flair and Andrade get married. Why the fuck not? And there we At go. this point. <laughs> and that's, that's the end. Of by the power vested in chi. Oh my god! I had to turn my microphone off several times so I wasn't just laughing through your description. An ending. A rat falcon. <laughs> I just keep hearing the the Ninja Turtles just going like tubular. Fuck! That would have been a much better cameo. Or did you ever play Peggle? Yes. Like you know when you do something like super rad and it's just like bam wow and the dude like shows up at the bottom of the bottom corner and he's just like radical. That should have been my song. God damn, wasted it on Sting. <laughs> but but Scott, finally, what are the box office returns and is there a sequel? Oh god, this this film smashes all sorts of box office records. It's <laughs> <laughs> making, making hundreds of millions of dollars. This is near Avengers level money this thing's making so of course there's a fucking sequel and the sequel is set up nicely with a post-credit scene would you, want me to, would you like me to describe this post-credit scene i mean if you've got it it seems a waste not to of course so i meant i really clicked to mention that uh when wesley snipes he keeps his sunglasses on throughout the entire film to the point that deadpool even makes a joke about it like do you go anywhere without your sunglasses so when he faded away 
his sunglasses were all that was left. And also when Green Lantern faded away, all that was left him was his green it was his ring. And the other guy, the other Deadpool, he's just there's nothing left of him. So he's gone now. But anyway, we see just somebody walking in the area where the last in the fight was, you see a pair of feet, you don't camera doesn't pan up yet. And you see them pick up uh, Wesley Snake's sunglasses. You see the, see the back of the head of the, and putting the sunglasses on. And then just walk over and pick up the lantern ring. The camera pans around to reveal who will be the villain of the sequel. And it's Mark Strong. Oh, nice. Very oh. nice. And also in the sequel, uh, Pikachu will join Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool as the three main characters. And also rumours are Gal Gadot will play a serious role in the sequel. Hot damn. She's really That's set up crazy. a franchise. Like, you've actually set something up. Mm-hmm. Not some childish horse shit like me and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what's the box office returns and is there a sequel? The box office return, uh, literally what I have written down is... $17.46 less than Avengers Endgame. <laughs> we, all knew, we all knew where the bar was. So that's like one person. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one less person went to see Battle Canyon out of protest so that the movie <laughs> wouldn't cross the threshold. And I'm, be- and I'm that one person because Avengers Endgame is the best movie ever made. Fight me at Ben... What is it? Ben underscore... Uh, ben underscore E-B-E-R-T. There you go. Go at him and tell him how, how wrong I am, and he'll get yeah. back to me, and we'll we'll get back to you through our HR department. Nathan, you're going to have a lot of HR calls. Uh, Scott's in charge of HR. Oh, uh, Scott, you're going to be uh, you're gonna be getting a lot of HR calls. I'll set aside some time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it a couple of days, maybe like go through it over the weekend, because you're going to want to let them amass. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, uh, they 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 go seventeen dollars and forty six cents below uh, Avengers Endgame, and then as far as a sequel, yeah, it's a trilogy, baby. We're going we're going oh. full trilogy on this. We're going Battle Canyon, the fight from underground, and then whatever I decide the third one is called. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing either. I, I tried thinking of it real quick, and the second one was so bad that I was just like, I, you can't you can't come back from that, man. So just let's just see what happens. So I wrote down for, to answer this question. Snowflakes were mad. Real mad. Hashtag cancel the chi was trending. <laughs> That's another really dumb. Hashtag cancel the chi was trending for over 12 hours. But everyone still went to see the movie, and it made $999 million at the box office. Um, it also won an Oscar for cinematography. There was no sequel. Ooh, leave the people wanting more. Exactly. Exactly. What, a, what an ordeal that was to read. <laughs> uh, hashtag cancel the chi. <laughs> God damn. We made some real movies, guys. These are these are some legit ass movies. So bear in bear in mind how expensive movie tickets are these days. Which is very expensive. 
Um, I'm just angry because I went to see it too not long ago, and it cost me over twenty quid. I still haven't seen it. Really? Did you? Would you see it in IMAX? <laughs> yeah, but oh, I fucking that's... believe it, bro. That's your fault. Yeah, exactly. It is my fault. I really enjoyed it. Though. It was a really good movie. No, that's it's not really, what this is about. Really dope movie. Bear in mind the cost of um, of going to the cinema these days. Which one would you be willing to go see? I'm going to do that. Which one would you go see? Which one would you go see at the cinema? Then which one would you wait for the DVD? And last but not least, to make this a proper contest, which one would you torrent? What order would you put these films in? Oh. Scott. Oh, I don't want to be that guy that picks his own thing. There you are. <laughs> I, I, can, I can just feel a butt coming. Like, really? <laughs> just like... You, you know, sometimes you get one of those feelings that's just like, mm, I know what's happening here. Oh, I, can't, I can't not pick. I can't not go see them all in one. Come on. Like, it's like that gift that shut up and take my money. Come on. <laughs> it's part of the Ryan Reynolds Appreciation Society, guys. Like, you don't understand my, my decision here. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Which one's DVD? Ooh. Uh, I think Blood King would be my DVD. Battle Canyon. Battle Canyon. I thought it was Blood Canyon for some reason. No. <laughs> so River really, Blood cuts through that canyon. It's really late over here. That was yes. a working title. Sorry, I'm just tired. So yeah, unfortunately, that just leaves Nathan's. Sorry, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. Fine. Nearly made a billion dollars. It doesn't matter. But if you did go to the cinema to see Jimmy's, he would have beaten the Avengers. So how do you feel? Me or him? Sorry, I thought you were talking No, you. Because he uh-huh. was $17 and something less at the box office than Avengers, but you waited for the DVD. Well, yeah, because I was too busy going and seeing Avengers. <laughs> that's why... That's why Solid choice. That's why he has made less, because people like me were going to go see Avengers. <laughs> Jimmy, what order are you putting things in? Um, well, from the moment, uh, the trailer for By the Power Invested in Chi came across my, my phone or my computer, I'm waiting in line for that movie at the cinema. So I gotta go see that. Uh, the Ryan Reynolds one would be on repeat constantly on Blu-ray in my house from the time it came out to the day I died. And then I'd torrent my own movie just cause like I wrote it. I'm not going to go pay for it. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I'm going to go see my own movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like Scott. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't want to be... No, I'm going. I'm there. I'm in front of... cancel the chi, baby! Hashtag <laughs> cancel the chi. <laughs> if it didn't slag off Christianity so much, like it would have probably made double the money. But, um, oh well. Uh, then I'm probably... I'm going to have to go see the Ryan Reynolds movie. I just love Ryan Reynolds, mate. Uh, sorry, Jimmy, I'm going to torrent your movie. Sorry, right. that's exactly what this was written for. Made exclusively for Torrent. (laughs) We already made $17.46 less than Avengers. Like, I don't care who torrents it at that point. Oh, yeah, someone's going to see it. The residuals and all of these are going to be fantastic. No, no, no. I made sure that in the contracts that I get all the back end stuff. So, like, everybody just gets what they're paid, which is uh, a hot dog and a handshake. I do work in indie wrestling, guys. Yeah. You just got two hot dogs and no handshake. No, I got I got something that resembles two hot do- hot dogs and uh, definitely not a handshake. Anywho, I don't want to know. <laughs> but yeah, this was this was fun. I think we've 
made some amazing summer blockbusters. Definitely. Pretty sure. I think what we learned here is that Scott has a weird obsession with Ryan Reynolds. I disagree wholeheartedly. I agree with Scott. We're members of the Ryan Reynolds Appreciation Society, and uh, that that's why that movie is going to be on repeat in my house till the day I die. I mean, I mean, it made a lot of money. There were some mixed critical reviews who called it, and I quote, a fan fiction that got out of hand, but you know, the, the box office numbers don't lie. They don't. The people pay to see it, and that's, in the end, all that matters. Uh, Jimmy really likes the Grand Canyon. I feel like you just wanted to go there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been through there in a hel- helicopter. And it's really nice. But I was at work one day and the title Battle Canyon popped into my head and I haven't been able to get it out since. So I just felt like it needed to be made. Uh, and I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> you just have some weird thoughts about religion. And maybe, switch, maybe switch to clear liquor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm really good at naming things and people. <laughs> uh, it says on your business card yeah pretty much it just says Nathan real good at naming stuff all one word but uh guys, <laughs> yeah that would be one of your character names for sure oh well I did have Michelle Buttercup Mark do the thing which is D-O-T-H-E and what was it like Anne, Anne best friend or something Eliza best friend Eliza best friend well Guys, thank you so much for listening to some of Blockbusters. We hope you would pay to at least see one of these movies. We don't mind which. We'll just take the take the revenue, to be honest, or just PayPal it. Get in contact. Let us know which your which your least favorite one is, and that's at Carlos underscore Fire eighty nine. <laughs> and uh, let him hashtag know. Hashtag cancel the chi, baby. Yeah, hashtag cancel the chi. Uh, I'm at Nathan Greenaway. Rogue Opinions is at Rogue underscore Opinion. Scott, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Scott McLeod 1986. You can follow my other podcast, Scott and Paul Rowling Podcast, at FB Rambling on Twitter. I just retweeted a tweet on both those accounts from the Wrestling Hub, which is a link to the Wrestling Podcast Awards, where, because we're trying more luck to see if we can get a nomination. Yeah, we're not we're not planning on winning, but if anybody votes for this, that'd be much appreciated. And you can look forward to me and Sean having to review an episode of Nitro where the WCW title truly, truly died once and for all. Exactly. And Jimmy, where can people find you? And what have you got going on, man? You probably got some shows coming up. I do, actually. Um, I don't know if any of you guys remember, but uh, uh, around WrestleMania weekend, I was on Fight TV providing commentary for Uncanny Attractions, Drags and Dropkicks 2. Uh, I will be back on Fight TV this, uh, I think it's October 30th on Fight TV. Uncanny Attractions is back. A nightmare on Wyckoff Avenue. Um, we're going to be on Fight TV. My buddy uh, Scott Ceridi and I, we're going to be doing commentary on that show. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. MV Young is scheduled uh, for that show. Effie is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, so follow at Uncanny Attract on Twitter for that, just for updates. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Riot. That's M R R I zero T. Also follow uh, at Wrestling Magic. That's Pro Wrestling Magic. Uh, we're going to be doing some really fun stuff coming up in the next couple of months. With that, um, see some of my promos that we've been doing there. And uh, if you're in the New York and New Jersey area, come out to uh, Richfield Park, New Jersey, 
and uh, have a good time at a at a nice fun wrestling show. Fantastic. So yeah, go go do all that. And any links uh, that he just said, we'll also retweet at Rogue underscore Opinion. But I am at Nathan Greenaway, and just thank you guys for listening. We look forward to talking to you next time, where we'll create something even better than this, probably. Bye now. Bye. Uh-huh. Longing for some solitary company